Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name is David. Uh, as always, this is a weekly look at the trials and tribulations and sometimes the, the positives, negatives, everything in between of being a kinship carer, kinship kid, just working within the kinship um, sector itself. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, easiest way is through our Facebook, the Instagram, uh, through Twitter. You can do this on our website. Um, Lots of ways to get in touch with us. So if you have any comments, thoughts, uh, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on any of the other platforms uh, you are listening, we do appreciate it. Please comment on that. Submit likes if you subscribe. It just means that we can notify and see um, how we're doing in regards to things like that. Now, this episode is going to be in regards to charity. Now, this is going to be a bit of an odd one because it's more of a, a look at charity and how people perceive it. Now, obviously, there's been quite a lot of things going on recently. Obviously, we've had Red Nose Day, Comic Relief. Um, there's been everything going on with the Ukraine. If anyone watched that concert recently uh, on ITV, it was quite a moving uh, thing. It's it's horrendous what's happening in Ukraine. Obviously, it's not uh, focus of this, but it, you know, if you can help in any way, it's always it's good. But it's really about how people perceive using charities and and whether they do or not. It seems as though there is a point where uh, with charity, it seems almost like a dirty word that you don't want to use charity. It seems like it's almost an admission that you are failing in some way. And really, I always always look at charity as being not that at all. Um, Now, obviously, Kinship Care... Liverpool, we are a charity itself, we are funded, we are there to help people in all aspects of kinship, whether they are becoming a kinship carer, whether they are in the middle of an SGO, whether they are in the aftermath, uh, if they've had the child taken off them for whatever reason, or if they uh, need to get the child back, or if they find, you know, whatever it would be, but that's our, our relevance for being there. And I say we are a charity, and a lot of people look at charities, and as I say, they think... I don't want to use this because it means that I'm failing. So, and and that really is, you know, it's it's that thing of pride having such a negative effect on how you use the help that is available. And I think that's one of the things that people need to realise is that when help is there, it's not there just to show off. It's not it's not there just you know, to be there. It is there to be used. A lot of times you find that charities, uh, subsidies, things like that, if they're not used they disappear because they're seen as not necessary. And you do find that a lot, especially in regards to food hubs, uh, food banks, things like that. If they have, if if you know, they have to report every week, every month, this is the, the, the amount of people who use us and this that many people, whatever it would be. If it drops below a certain level, the government, the council, whatever, the local authority, whatever it would be who's funding that and keeping that going, can turn around and say, well, Rather than putting money in towards you and it's only affecting, say, 30 people, we'll put it to somewhere else where it's affecting 50, 60, 70 people. Um, so never think that a that do, you're doing this type of thing. Never think that using a charity is an absolute, um, you, you know, a bad thing in any way, shape or form. Uh, there are a number of charities out there who do help, especially in regards to people in kinship care. If you literally just type in kinship care uh, on, on Google, uh, there's so many uh, factors out there. There's the kinship, you know, if you're in London, there's the kinship hub. There's the national kinship care, um, um, kinship, I think, they used to be called Grandparents Plus, I believe it was, but it's kinship care. Obviously, we have kinship care Liverpool, 
uh, here in, in the Merseyside area. And a lot of people, I mean myself included, I didn't want to go to these places simply because I felt that this was almost like an admission that I'm not being able to do it. But I would say, if, if you are someone out there who is a kinship carer, in whatever form you you take it in, and that's another matter altogether, um, if there is a, a group in your area who who deals with kinship, please go go and have go and have a word with them go and talk to them because the number of things you find out from other people who you know these groups you you know some people come to these groups and it's just a way of chatting having a little you know get together it's your time away from the trials and tribulations of of the kids or whatever it is your work um but it but there's not there's so many times when you will literally just be sitting speaking to someone and they'll say oh did you know you could get and it's such a massive thing. I mean, recently, um, obviously, it, it, I, I'm, I'm currently in the middle of doing a benefits uh, course, uh, which is coming to the end. Uh, once that's all in place and I, I now know everything, <laughs> I don't think you can actually say that, but once you do think you know everything, um, I'll be able to provide more services within Liverpool, um, within, obviously, Liverpool uh, Kinship. Um but there is, if you do have a child or yourself who has a um, a disability of some kind, uh, there is a free Mersey travel pass in regard to buses. Um, so it is something you may want to consider. Um, I can put the link on this on this episode. Uh, so if you do think that you would benefit from that, and in some ways it is. I mean, you know, if if you don't have to worry about finding that bus fare or whatever it would be, you know. You, you may find that you're able to do a lot more. Um, so if you if you do have, a, yeah, this isn't again. It it is essentially a charity. It's a handout. It's it's free, um, and I think that's probably the other thing that people need to realise is just because it's for free or it's charity or whatever it would be, doesn't mean that you're not entitled to it. So if you are entitled to free council tax or anything like that, don't be sitting there thinking uh, your pride is such a horrible thing when it comes to this, where you do think. I don't want to accept this. So, for you know, for example, here in Kinship Care Liverpool, um, we are able to get access to the lifestyle services, the gy- the gym services, the swim pools, that type of thing. Now, if you actually look at this, the the um, uh, the the costs of those things, there's like ten, fifteen, twenty pound a month. Now, that may not seem like a lot, especially but when it comes to obviously we've got the energy crisis is coming up. Um, you, know, you know, especially if you've got a large family. I mean. I have a family of of six people, so that's one hundred and twenty pound. They say it was twenty pound. That's one hundred and twenty pound that I would have to find every single month, which you know, I I don't really think I could justify. That one hundred and twenty pound is probably a gas bill or electric bill, or whatever it would be. If you can get that for nothing, it is such a massive thing that you could do. I mean, you know, we've all had, um, you know. With the lockdown and everything, we've not been able to go out as much as we we have. I don't want to say a lot of us are showing a little lockdown weight. I know I I know I have, um, and I, I think it's a worldwide thing to be honest. But you know, to to be able to gain access to the swim pools, to the gyms, to anything like that, if it's free of charge, there's no reason why you shouldn't accept it. Um, now, there's a there's a charity um, in Liverpool called uh, An Hour for Others, who I'm hopefully going to be speaking to uh, as. Uh, t- discuss that they have their own podcast as well uh say they're it's called an hour for others um and what they do is they help people 
And it really is a case of helping people and helping sort of pass along. It's it's about paying it forward. Um, so it's 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 really about asking them: Is there any way that you can? Or a lot of times they ask: Is there any way that we can help you? So even if it's just a case of, um, you know, do you need things painted? Do you need your garden sorted? Do you know, are you physically incapable of be, of doing these things? You know, they will look to see if it's possible for them to do that. And they will find people who have done landscaping and you're, you're painting and you're helping out with. It can simply just be helping out with moving furniture around. If you need a room redecorated, but you don't know how to do, you don't know how to start, you're physically incapable of doing it. Uh, they can certainly have a look at that for you. Um, now, there's no guarantee that they can, because obviously they are, again, it's a charity, it's based on uh, you know, volunteers and things like that. But they can certainly have a look at what they can do to help. And what they find when they speak to certain people is that you know, there are people who, you know, there are people out there, unfortunately, who will just take, take, take. And that's the, the nature of the business, unfortunately. Um, but there are those who, once you've talked to them, they then they tell you what they can do. You know, whether they are tech savvy or whether they're good at certain, you know, certain things, if they drive and they can help people, you know, get around doing shopping, you know, it's all about helping people. And once you start doing things like that, um, it starts, you know, that you know, brilliant um, case of everyone. You know, you know, it has a wonderful circle of just knock-on effect of helping and helping and helping, and it can lead obviously to other things, which is always good. Um, one of the main things that people do have an issue with recently is in regards to things like food banks, food hubs, uh, those type of things. As I say, these are the ones who really do get affected by if they don't get used, that it disappears. And then the worst thing about that is, of course, there may be you know, if they if those thirty people who do use it, that may be their only option in regards to food or or, or cheaper food. Um, now, obviously, there is a big difference between food hubs and food banks. Uh, you know, the food banks are generally things that you can't access all the time. So, if anyone ever t- says that to you, and oh, you know, you're going to be in the food bank every week, that's not. Unless there is something that's drastically gone wrong, that's not even something that can be achieved. You know, food banks are generally, I, I believe, it's six times a year you can officially use a food bank. And that's not every, that's not six months in a row. That's like you can use it in January and then you can use it in March and so on and so forth. And it's um, so if if anyone ever says that to you, oh, you know, you're going to be relying on it. It's physically impossible to rely on it. Um, now, the difference between that and a food hub, and there are a lot of food hubs in the in the, in, in the world in the areas, is that that is a thing that you contribute towards. So you pay two pound, five pound, whatever it would be, it's a, a small subsidy. And then you would get the equivalent of a week's worth of shopping. And then what you would have to look at is the knock-on effect of that is that week of shopping, which may only be, what, £20, whatever it would be, you can then use to pay your gas bill, your electric bill, whatever it would be. Or you can use that to, you know, to go travelling, to go do things like that, to use it on buses, to go and um, treat the kids you know, if you need to. Um, you know, there are a lot of um, you know, charities, and I say it is about charity where they will just it's not even something that you actually have to you to pay anything for they will they there's a a number of um organizations um who will just basically say we've got 20 bags of food 
available and it will be things like it'll be bread it'll be you know what what the big um misnomer and the thing that always comes up is that it's always best you know things out of their date or the or the but generally it isn't generally it's either things that have just they're just not in stock anymore so you will find that it's you know obviously here we are in march it'll be christmas things it will be you know, obviously we just had Valentine's Day, so it'll be Valentine's chocolates and things like that. You know, it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to be getting high-class Marks and Spencers, you know, joints of meat and things like that. But there will be meat on there that potentially they may not have been able to sell um, or packets or whatever it would be. You know, especially in regards to things like vegan and, you know, alternative meats and, you know, those type of things, um, which I would definitely say don't poo-poo. There's a lot of... Um, you know, if, if anyone knows me, I I stole the uh, the virtues of jackfruit. Uh, and if you are if you've never tried it, um, definitely definitely give it a go um, because I mean it is such a versatile thing. You can use it in kormas, in barbecue. It is essentially once you've prepared it in the right way and cut it up and everything like that, it is a um, you can just that can almost be like pulled pork. It is just such a versatile thing to use. But I think maybe cookery might be um, a different episode, but I might come back to that. Um, but yeah, in regards to things like charity, the one thing I would say is that it is always about putting your pride in your back pocket because it can't, it can never help. Um, if you are offered anything, don't sit there and think, you know, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be taking handouts. Now, obviously, if you are someone who just takes and takes and takes, the main problem with that is that what, you have to look at it from the point of view of how you're going to get yourself out of that situation because that might not be available. Um, what what we found, or what I found, I, I, you know, I, I used to work for a financial company. Um, what I found, especially in regards to people using those payday lenders, Wonga, Quickwid, things like that, is that they would simply just go from one Quickwid to the next, one Wonga to the next. And there was just that how are you going to get out of this situation? And it is such a hard thing to do, especially when you're, you're borrowing a hundred pound and having to pay back 180 yeah. and then having to borrow you know, and you're just keeping on. It's just a vicious circle. And I remember we, once they started clamping down on them and closing them, uh, the number of people I spoke to who had taken out a Wonga loan, but now they couldn't take a Wonga loan out, but they still owed 190 or 120 whatever it would be 400 pounds and now they were stuck so you you have to wonder you have to look at the bigger picture of how you're going to get out of that situation um so if it's a case of you you use things like food hubs and things like that and then the money that you would be spending on food or whatever it would be you put that to the side that's your rainy day fund um which generally is something that you you really have to have a look at things like um like um, uh, probably another episode that I'll probably have a look at is is, is credit is credit unions, um, who are not a charity. They're actually a financial institution. They're essentially a savings account. But what you find with credit unions is it is that little help that you can get uh, that can really help. Um, you know, if you get chart, you know, one of the things that I always advise everyone to do, and I do advise every single person who's listening to this to consider, is if you have a child. And you get child benefit for this for the for the child is open a credit union account. The reason being is that if you pay your child your child benefit into the credit union, it's not guaranteed. But nine times out of ten, you can get things like emergency loans, uh, emergency help with things like that. And you may never need these things. You may never admit, but 
there could come a time when the you know, the washing machine breaks or the car breaks down or you get told um, there's been a problem with the with the the funding of your work and you're now going to get paid a week later or a month later. Um, so it is you know it's essentially a loan that you do pay back, but the the, the rates are usually very favourable. But the main thing about it is is that it's there and it's available and especially in regards to if you get your child benefit paid in because it's then a um it's a savings account the other benefit of that is that they can then do what they call almost like a loan match so if you put your credit um, if you put your child benefit into the credit union you just leave it there top it up every now and again and then you get to the point of you know, say the summer holidays and you want to go on holiday you could say to them okay how much have i got and they'll say well you've got 500 pound but we can lend an additional 500 and then you could use that too. Um, so you get £1,000 to basically go on, go on a holiday or do whatever it is that you need to do. And especially in these times when you are you, you may struggle to find certain things and holidays are quite difficult, um, that this might be something that really helps. I mean, one of the things that we do in Kinship is that we do quite subsidised holidays in regards to things. Sometimes they, you know, they, are, they are free. We, we help... Um, funding things like that you know we get general funding which goes towards those type of things um so uh, especially in like the half terms and those type type of things so if you are a family who you know that you're the half term you're not going to really be doing a lot um if you are a kinship family please come along ask your local area if they do do things we do intergens where it's just essentially just a little party where people can come and you know hang out and dance and Usually it's pizza that they're eating or whatever it would be. And it's just such an, an easy way of giving them some entertainment. It's not charity. Again, it's not about taking charity. It's about using what's available to you. And I think that's really what I kind of want to uh, get across with this is it's not all about using using charity and, and relying on it. It's about using that as a way of helping you. And if you if you view it as help, you don't view it as your handout or anything like that, then you may change that thinking. Um, so I would say if you do, if you are sitting there thinking to yourself, you know, I know there's a charity that might help me with this, but I feel a bit, you know, you know, too much pride or ashamed or anything like that. Please don't think about anything like that. No one in any charity wants to belittle you or anything like that. Generally, if they ask the question, why do you need this? The general, it, it's not a, you know, we demand to know. It's just simply a question. They want to know, you know, has something happened? You know, is there any other way that we can help you? Um, because if you've lost your job, for example, they can look at, are there any training schemes or anything available to you? You know, just by asking for help. And that's the, that's the other thing. You know, if you ever need help, there is never any harm, any any shame in asking for help. Um, even if it's in in kinship, if you just want some advice on how you deal with certain things, if you just need, you know, I'm doing a um, I drop in sessions where people can come in with their paperwork. Um, if you look at like the DLA, the ESA forms, these forms are gigantic, and I, you know, I I don't want to belittle anyone, but even I struggle with them, and that's not me saying, oh, I'm the, the biggest brain box in the world because I'm definitely not. But when you get a form that's 30, 40 pages long, it is quite daunting. And a lot of times people don't fill them in and they don't take that benefit or whatever might be available to them. And the thing is, with with things like DLA, with PIP, with those type of things, once you've got that in place, carers allowance, once you've got these things in place, 
it opens up doors to so many other things and it makes applying for other things like the the travel pass those type of things a lot easier um so that that would be my one my main takes away from all of this is that there's no harm in asking for help and if you do need it please do contact us in any way or contact whoever it is that you would be dealing with um you know your citizens advice a lot of them they don't do it but you know a lot of them it's appointments only unfortunately obviously with covid still affecting things but if you do need help you let us know and we can certainly put you in the point you in the right direction so that's all from me today as always if you want to get in touch the easiest ways are through the social medias instagram uh, facebook the twitter through the um, through the website itself you please comment ask subscribe if you do subscribe a lot of times it makes it easier because they just it pops up in your uh, your listening um, cues and as always if you do want anything talked about please let me know. I can certainly try and uh, work that in. I am in the middle of uh, another course in regards to autism. Almost almost in the middle of finishing that. Uh, once that's done, I'll be looking at um, autism more in depth, trying to do maybe one or two episodes in regards to that. So until next time, my name's David, and thank you for listening to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. <laughs>